The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Mexi That Mind That Matters. For those of you who are concerned, don't be concerned, because last week's episode ended abruptly. Yes, you guys are used to me saying goodbye and, oh, farewell, well, there's a Mexican, there's a way, yada, yada, yada. I get it. I'm sorry. I apologize for those who were disappointed because, quite frankly, I was uncaffeinated and angry because it, it baffles me. And we're still, this is week two of Governor DeWine's mandatory stay at home, even though every business is basically essential except recreational stuff. But, you know, everybody's staying at home. I was pissed and still pissed because nothing's changed. The main thing that I'm still aggravated about is now people have realized, at least in my office, that, oh, yeah, the office manager's full of crap. We tested the phones and there's no way to have the phones in the office ring at the same time to everybody on their cell phones. The only way to do that is for my attorney to physically go into the website app and add everybody's personal cell phones as extensions, which he's not going to do that. He doesn't want to do that. So the only other alternative is everybody takes their phone from the office home. Oh, well, look at that. And it took it took a week and a half of me answering the phones by myself to realize that. Oh, the office manager. Oh, I didn't know. Oh. Yeah, you're the office manager. It is your job to know. So basically, for the last week and a half, everybody has been answering the phones because I have been transferring them the calls. If they roll over, they may go to them, but it me and my attorney have been answering every goddamn call that's been coming in the office. Now, mind you, our disbursement dude has shown up a couple times this week. Oh, the office manager brought the kids in a couple times for about three hours. Oh, my Lord. No. It, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but am I the only one of my generation that thinks... If you're the office manager and you're in charge of accounting, you should be the one working the most hours, not the guy who is the lead case manager who 
basically just proved in the last week and a half I literally just proved that Brittany who left our old receptionist who got fired basically did not know how to do their jobs because if I'm able to reception and deliver the phone calls while pulling out, putting up 40 demands in a month and settling 20 other cases in mind you I've only been negotiating with the attorney for the last couple weeks since Brittany left so in two weeks I was able to do 20 now you may say okay well most of those are her files that she just had sitting there well yeah but it's about half and half because there's some Spanish ones thrown in there and the conversation's always the same I'm just like how I pull up the file and it literally has negotiations are on hold but I can't figure out why and it's like well the offer's too low or the client won't take the offer that's fine and dandy but if that's the case I should be able to see on the system that you've tried calling this client 20 times minimum or they've called 20 times minimum and they keep refusing to take the offer not once or twice most of the time I've noticed that you're not even calling them to do this you're basically either emailing them or texting them people don't want that I've I don't think I've yet to email or text anybody I've negotiated to go over the initial numbers well they they just they, they have to see the disbursement sheet no there's no law that says they have to see the disbursement sheet when I call them and give them the initial offer the first thing I say is the initial offer is five grand what are your thoughts concerns questions what are you thinking about and they ask questions then I explain to them well Based on the numbers, we owe this to the, these people. Then they realize, oh, this offer sucks. Or, oh, this is not enough. Yeah. And then I save that conversation. Because that's when I ask for the permission to negotiate. And I always ask, what are you thinking? Is there something you want in your pocket? Now that you know this is the top, we have to pay all these people. How much you want left over? And they usually say, I have no idea, I don't know. So then I suggest an idea, or if they have an idea that's outrageous, I tell them, well, that's not gonna happen. You have no broken bones or whatever reason why it's not gonna happen. We could try, but we're gonna get to a point where that's not gonna happen. That should always be a phone conversation. I don't understand how both negotiators are a firm. Well, one's gone, but the other guy does the same thing. They review the file for three weeks to a month, even though he has the file sitting at his desk and he's at home smoking weed. But let's let's just assume he actually is reviewing the file. Then he realizes, oh, I need this done. I need that done. Blah, 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 blah. And then kicks back the file. Now a month has go by since the initial offer. The adjuster's now calling you. And then the client's calling you, hey, what's the status update? And he's not going to give it to him because he hasn't done reviewing the file and there's stuff missing. And other people are calling to get an update because it doesn't take that long to fucking review an initial offer. I literally had a demand that was Cairo only. 
send it to State Farm. The adjuster called the next day because it's a 10-day time limit and said, well, I need, to, I, need, I need some time. I'm like, come on, you know you want to do an initial offer. It's Cairo only. They don't build health insurance. It's six grand. Give me something. 6,300. Okay, great. I'll take it on advisement. Give me a couple days. It might be sooner. I'll give you a call. Done. From that point forward, all I have to do is call the Yahoo and get his permission to negotiate if he answers the phone. Now, mind you, I'm the case manager of said file. So I already know the in and outs of his case. I already know what's the best number, what email he has. I don't understand the need for negotiators. I really don't. And I like how Brittany got offended with me that I'm the number one negotiator. I literally have been calling myself the number one negotiator and it gets her mad. And Karen likes to say, well, I've, I've, I want settled 90. I get that. But here's the thing. You had way more files. And right now, this, this month alone of March, we're in the first week of April, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first Mexi My Matters podcast of April. And last month, by my fucking self, put up 40 demands and settled 20 files. Nobody else can do that. Why? Because nobody else in the freaking office is cross-trained the way I am. Mind you, this is why for the last week and a half, I'm answering everybody's phone calls. This is why the last week and a half, I have been setting up everybody's Medicaid. On the old portal, like the receptionist used to do it, and on the new portal that only, for some reason, I have access to. Oh, yeah, another thing the office manager hasn't done, given us all access. We don't all have access to the CMS Medicare portal. We don't all have access to the Medicaid portal, old or new. Yeah, that, those are red flags. Sending a check to a minor who's 10 years old and can't go cash it is a red flag. Sending checks to addresses that I literally was shown, you have the current address posted up there. You still send it to the wrong address? Yeah, they're not getting paid. That's embarrassing. Please just take a gun, shoot yourself in the head, and let everybody else that you that depends on you just go into the system and foster care. For because right now that is probably a better option. We work in an office where there's maybe less than ten people. Now we all sit six feet apart. Nobody has any diagnosed medical health conditions that I know of because I've seen no doctor's notes okay yeah your family may have some asthma some medical conditions guess what we have Lysol we have Purell we have everything in the office there's soap in the bathroom we have toilet paper there, we're essential employees there is no reason nobody should be coming to work every day of the week now if you have four toddlers and have nobody to watch them, that maybe I can understand. But that applies to maybe one person in the office. Everybody else who has kids, there's kids that are old enough, they should be in quarantine, they should be fucking going to work. They can get homeschooled. Problem solved. They can handle using a laptop. They're young enough. 
As long as they're not stupid like the rest of the morons who went on spring break and they all caught the fucking disease. Oh, I'm not going to let the coronavirus ruin my spring break. Guess what? You got the coronavirus now. Now not, now your spring break's not ruined. Now your freaking next month and a half is ruined. And the worst part is these people are coming in on the weekends to grab shit, sort their mail, fax stuff. So, wait, you're allowed to come on the weekends because you are now magically an essential employee on the weekend, but you can't do that at least half of the week to help out in the office? Yeah, kind of shocking how that works, especially when there's at least three people who are single, don't live with anybody else, And refuse to come into the office. The other day, I had to docu-sign someone. I've gone on three to four client intakes. Guess what? I don't have the virus. Oh, but our intake specialist, he's working from home, not at doing anything. I swear, if I find out he's building 40 hours, I will go stab him in the throat. Because at this point, the amount of times he's done things that are offenses that would get anybody else fired at any other jobs, he's still there. Yeah, he had boxes of withdrawal files that he didn't send out in a timely manner. You know, that didn't get him fired. He's recording people in the office left and right. That's not a violation of human resources or, you know, any kind of privacy setting. HIPAA or uh, client, attorney-client privilege. Oh, and... To make matters worse, he's also harassed at least two of the females in the office. But that's, you know. Nobody's looked at the video to see if it's true or not. And the other guy still smokes weed from home, even though the files are in the office. So how's he negotiating? With a piece of paper and then just writes shit down and goes back and forth, plays tennis. Doesn't even know what he's asking and why. Gets permission once and then never talk to him again until it's time to settle. Hey, yeah, you'll have your check in, uh, your your escrow check in 10 days after, you know, nobody's ordered any kind of liens. But here's the thing. As I said, the receptionist that got fired was such a... I, it drives me nuts that these people last this long at our firm. Any kind of good office manager would have realized by now... You should be fired if you can't do both. If I am able to put up 40 demands, 20 settled, answer every single phone call, and work both portals, and getting time stuff in a timely manner, then yeah, there's issues with what you're doing. You don't know how to live a life or answer to a deadline, let alone the fact that she was cussing left and right. I realized that she was asking for liens, and that's where she was uploading the, I need a withdrawal letter. No, there's claim dispute, and then you put the withdrawal letter there, signed by the attorney. I literally sent out a withdrawal, and I got it in like two days. On the old fucking portal, where people for Medicaid, who are also morons, one of our former employees works over there, and she's equally as slow there as she was with us, yet she still has a job. I still got it fast. It baffles me. I found a letter from Brittany, our old negotiator, that literally had no no subject, no to or from, 
and no R-E colon. This is regarding XYZ. No, just send me a link, please. <laughs> and the signature and date were on two pages. Like, how is that even acceptable? How in this day and age do you not know how to use Word? And every letter I come across of hers is like that. Our system, all the stuff that she would use to negotiate was not updated. The other negotiator doesn't update it. Litigation doesn't update it. If you're not even bothered to do the work, even though it's annoying, you're not even giving anybody a chance. Anybody else who works there, because we have to fix it. By we, I mean I have to fix it. I found one where negotiations were on hold. And the only reason was because we were in the hold negative 3,000. I wonder why. And then I looked at the formula and I'm like, this doesn't look right. And yeah, the formula was off. She had switched two cells on Excel and the formula was completely incorrect. So then when I did the math right, oh, guess what? We're positive two grand. So this this chick could have settled ages ago and has not. That is embarrassing. It is ridiculous. Beyond belief. And it's just sad. Like literally... Aside from learning how to cut checks themselves, which is simply, it's a simple printing and having to do QuickBooks, everything else is easy as pie. If you literally cannot be in the office for 40 hours or more at a firm, no. And that's the thing. You, The questions you're asking, like, okay, because we're in lockdown, we're emailing now demand reviews to the attorney that reviews them from home or from his office, whatever have you. That is, I've never seen a quicker way of reviewing demands. Before, we literally would put them in a box, waiting for the intake guy to have free time, even though he doesn't do anything, to grab them, take them there, and you're wasting time paying him mileage to drop off the boxes and then pick them up like there's no reason to do so i literally have been using dropbox and my email to send this guy to reviews and then the office manager from home twiddling her thumbs uh please make sure you cc me on the email no i'm not gonna cc you And then she goes in there and be is all petty about oh I didn't review this demand. You're not an attorney, you don't have to. The list was done. When you negotiate a file, if you're missing a bill, guess what? Present the option to self-pay. Balance check the damn thing to see if it's even got a balance due. I've settled so many cases where the, I never got the bill that I was missing. But I already know what the balance is. It's ridiculous how nobody else has common sense and is cross-trained. My attorney got mad because a tort fees a letter, aka a letter we send to see if somebody has, you know, somebody has a car insurance or not, was never sent from the get-go. Now, mind you, let's just say it was sent. Okay, but no note was made, and it wasn't saved in the drive, and it wasn't saved in the file vault. So, for all we know, it wasn't done. 
that cannot possibly continue to happen. I was doing that with the welcome letters because the welcome letters didn't say what they were supposed to say and had the wrong stuff at the top. They finally fixed they finally fixed that on our computer system. But then I'm not going to go back and send out every welcome letter their way. It was already sent out the right way. And they already get a welcome packet when we sign them up. So really the welcome letter is a little bit pointless. So excuse me for that. But that is a welcome letter. We're talking about letters of representation. People not knowing how to use Word. People not knowing how to use Excel. People still to this day. And even, even the better ones at work. Not the me's. But you know the people who I at least trust to some degree. Even their grow paths and their systems are not fully fixed. Well, pull it up. I've spoken to this person a thousand times. I, I see three notes. Our litigation team does not call people back. If they do, it's not noted. But why? Because they're working remotely and they don't even have full access to the site anymore. It's ridiculous. Going forward... Like, we've had this system since July of last year. So, it's going to be a year in July. Apparently, per the contract that we signed, if we make more money this coming July than we did two years ago, like before we had the system, they get a percentage, a bonus per month. That is ridiculous. Now, let me give some backstory on this. The guy, Eric, came to my attorney three years ago in 2017 and the 16 with the concept of this system will improve everything you do. He even sold me on the spiel. It's better than needles. No, it is not. You'll get 600 new cases per month. No, we don't. And he had access to our old system to like my case so we can like he could like see our numbers. Well, then here's the problem that he didn't account for because back then my, my attorney didn't have the volume that he does now. So end of 17, he didn't have the volume. Well, yeah, he had a bunch of ignorant idiots working for him. So then enter April 1st, 2018. In comes yours truly, fixes a bunch of files, sends out demands like 30, 50, 60, 81, 103, 90. I'm like busting out demands at a rate that is unheard of. And what happens when the demand goes out? Then it goes to negotiations. It gets settled. The money comes in. Oh, look at that. And I can actually take files. So once they went beyond settling, the ones that couldn't, well, guess what? That's why the litigation team was all pissed. Because they're turd files. I literally just sent out the man yesterday for a file from two years ago. The guy claimed he's blind. So the Coda bus shut the door on his hand and he claimed he needed two wrist surgeries for that. Well, the wrist surgeries only cost about five grand because they were done at Orthopedic One and they were for carpal tunnel. Last time I checked, put anybody's hand on a door, slam it shut, you don't get carpal tunnel. You maybe get a broken bone. You definitely don't get carpal tunnel. So that's going to be another waste of time. And we have a bunch of those. And it's it's not so much that 
And that's what I learned. And that's why at this point, I just do my job because it's not my firm. It's not my company. I do my job. Yeah, I get pissed about it, but I know that things could be a hundred times worse because I came from places that were a hundred times worse that are currently getting sued. They're currently just laid off 38 employees because they're either in in the, the dispensable and the fucking morons. That's what happens when you promote people from intake and the intake people are like straight out of high school or college. That's the kind of shit that happens. So, I know my value, my worth. So, if I see a turd, the quicker I can shoot that turd into a three-point shot or just shoot it in the trash can while still shooting, that's how Steph Curry does. That's how Mexi does. My three-point shot... Is still going. My rhythm still going. Sending these demands to adjusters. Oh, you send me a turd. Boom, boom, boom. Bada beam, bada boom. In the trash. Get this out of here. And that's how it should be. The better you get at that, the better you get at being cross-trained in all aspects of personal injury, the better it will be. We had one guy go back to Florida complaining about another guy and how shitty his files were. Well, yours... You didn't fix score path. You didn't fix your system. So how were they any better? I mean, they were slightly better as the one guy who's fixed both. I literally am the only person in the firm who's fixed everybody's files, current and past. So when I say something, it means value. Until you come to my attorney and present that you have the same value, you're not getting bonuses. You're not getting raises. You're not getting... Your word heard because at the end of the day, he knows that he knows more than you. You're not teaching him something new. When I came on board, I showed him how to shoot a demand in a day. Hours even. Value. And I can't train common sense. That's the issue. I don't hire these people. They come and go and they realize, no, I can't handle it. Okay, well, you should have realized that prior to applying. I found out that Brittany thought this would be easier than being an adjuster. Hell no. Go back to adjusting. She works for Root now, Root Insurance. The bottom feeders of the insurance world, not even top 10. It just, it baffles me that these people don't know how personal injury works and how to do a job thoroughly. But here I am doing everybody else's job, but we're a team. Yeah, a team of, I do 90% of the work, you guys may back me up. And that's why I get angry in these times of need. Speaking of insurance, in these times of need, make sure American National just renewed my policy, saving money, promo code MEXI. Use the promo code, same of your bundling, get UM, UIM, liability insurance, the whole shebang. American National, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Also, a proud sponsor of Mexi My Matters podcast and available through your computer, FaceTime, one-on-one workouts, Super Studios 253, still open for business. Use the promo code Mexi, sign up now. They're looking for contestants that want to sign up and lose some weight. From home, from the comfort of your home, join Team Super, join the fun team, Super Studios 253. 
proud sponsor of the Mix of My Matters podcast and Hand and Soul Massage. Mexi goes to the one in Polaris. You can go to any one in Columbus. Dublin, Polaris, Black Lake. Use any one around the country. Promo code Mexi will save you on your sweetest massage and your membership. Extra perks are not included. Hand and Soul Massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi Man Matters podcast. Now, enough about work. Let's talk about the other coronavirus nonsense that are killing me. Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah, the one big issue i'm having is i need a haircut bad it is getting to the point where i really 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 need a fucking haircut now who's gonna cut my hair i don't know i need a pair of shavers i literally have to go to sally's to get shavers to cut my own hair thankfully netflix has Tiger King out there so I can watch and Ozarks season 3 is out and you know what show I really didn't realize how great it was because I never really got into it because it's got some actors and actresses I don't really care for Parks and Recreation the wife watches it and it shocked me because she sometimes makes me turn off the Netflix because she doesn't like some of the comedians I like who say racist jokes. But then she likes Parks and Recreation, which so far I've, I'm on season two. It is pretty racist, sexist, and makes fun of a lot of different types of people. But that one's okay. See, this is the asterisk in life that I keep talking about. But thankfully that is out and about because otherwise I would have nothing to watch. I literally would have nothing to watch because my shows are not coming back. I'm still waiting for How I Met Your Mother to get on Netflix so I can rewatch that. Please bring that back. Please put The Big Bang Theory on there too so I can rewatch it from the beginning. Give me something to watch. Friends. Put Friends on there. No. Or how about this? Give me How to Get Away with Murder. Let's end that. Come on. Better Call Saul is also, thankfully, keeping me entertained. Even though i got to watch it live, because on Netflix you have the old season. I've seen that. Give me stuff. Feed me. Feed me more. And then the issue I'm also running into nowadays is that my races, so Milwaukee and Kansas City, both canceled. So I'm like, this better be fixed soon and with new york getting worse i'm like oh my god i can't with these people so now trump doesn't want to help new york new york's getting worse the whole northeast boston new york area is getting worse my other races the 14 and 14 i was planning on doing is now not now it's in jeopardy here's the thing the milwaukee marathon allowed me to do it virtually so i'll still get a medal for that okay so that's one race then kansas is not doing that okay great then already the first two so i already got my flight booked to go out there 
The first two that were supposed to be Maine, a race in Maine, in Portland, Maine, and Fredericktown, Canada. I was going to cross the border real quick, hopscotch, and run one there, and then come back and fly to Jersey from Boston. Well, the issue where is that Canada crossed its border, closed its borders. So now, uh, first, my Hilton Hotel reservation messaged me saying, due to not having any people showing up and the borders closed, guess what? We're, we're closing down. So great. Now I have nowhere to go. But the race was still on. Oh, no. Now the race is off, too. But both these races... Maine was especially looking to see if they could move it. They could not move it any other time of the year. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, the University of New England, one of our sponsors, they couldn't fit, fit us in their upcoming schedule. What the fuck? So now they're doing a virtual one too. So I have a flight that leaves that Friday night. And now I don't physically need to go. To Boston on the Friday in question. So now I have to literally uh, figure something out because um, if I can't go to Boston, well, I mean, I either change my flight to get there later and do my two virtual races here, or um, I don't know. I guess um, I'm going to have to figure something else out. Because I would love to run them here before I fly out there. Or what I could just do is drive there and turn it into a one way back. Or I could just fly there, spend a couple days there in quarantine at a hotel and run it around town. I could do that. I mean, I love Boston. So, we'll see what we can do. But again, I got to work something out because now those first two are virtual races. For those who don't know, a virtual marathon means you run the marathon wherever you are and then send them the results. And they still send you your medal and your registration and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So, great. But then that still leaves the other six I was supposed to do. And then the New England Challenge. Are they getting postponed? They're technically scheduled for about the third week of May. Hopefully by then, this is done. And then we have our cruise. Yeah, our honeymoon. Our cruise is in July. End of June, beginning of July. I kind of don't want to go. With all this nonsense. Oh, no, but the wife says, no, let's still go. Yeah, it'll be fun. Meh, 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 meh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm up in the air about it. But yeah, this is impacting my shit to where it is not the end of the world everybody makes it seem to me because this is not the first time I've had in my life shit hit the fan. I'm adaptable. The only thing that really, really, really is driving me nuts is my hair. Everything else, okay. You want to postpone my races? That I may be not so much okay with because especially the ones coming up, I've already paid for those. 
two sets of six. That was 600 bucks a piece. Yeah. Now the hotels, oh, you're going to can't, uh, the hotels haven't been paid, so you're going to save your money that way? That's fine. I have no issue there. But that is what drives me nuts in this day and age. It's like everybody's life is impacted. And yeah, you should stay away and keep your social distancing. But we're overreacting to a certain degree. When I go to the store and there's no toilet paper, how much shit could you possibly have to shit? And this is coming from me. I poop a lot. I'm going to tell you that right now. I went to Kroger last weekend for shopping, and guess what? The entire bean aisle was gone. I'm sorry. Um, are you guys Mexican, English, Indian? Because last time I checked, um, every other time I go, that aisle is not empty. Like, nobody eats that much beans. Even myself. As somebody who loves pinto beans, and you can ask Kato how much I love pinto beans. There's no reason the, the fucking bean aisle should be empty. I go to Trader Joe's, and this is where it annoys me. The people trying to make it seem like, oh, we're not idiots. So, I'm at Trader Joe's because my parents want me to go grocery shopping for them. So, the first issue is they didn't send me the list until Friday night. So, I'm looking at the list and the list says limes, yogurts. Okay, what kind of yogurts? Oh, but they already know. Their son. Son of Mexico needs to know. So, they send me pictures of what kind of yogurts. Now... Because they don't know how to use technology, I get the same three pictures three fucking times. They don't specify anything. They don't specify a quantity, nothing. So because I got each picture three times, I assumed you want each item three times. So I bought them each item three times. Then they say, if you can't find it, don't bring it. Okay, great. But then they say eggs. What kind of eggs? Huh. A bunch of kale. Okay. Well, how big? You don't care? Okay. Then, to make matters even more annoying, oh, please leave it in the garage because we don't want to touch you. We don't want to get sick. I'm sorry. Prior to everybody shutting down, you guys already hugged me. You touch my mail, and then I touch the mail. I keep telling you this is junk mail because all the important shit comes to my house. But you still save it there. And then they had it when I brought them their groceries. They had it sitting up there, like, in a bag. Here, sort your mail. No, I literally grabbed it, knew it was junk mail, ripped it, left it there. I ain't got time for this shit. Get the fuck out of here. Got them their groceries. And I'm like, you do realize I'm touching these items as I'm grocery shopping for you, right? I'm not wearing gloves. And yeah, I wash my hands like any other person. But mainly, I wash my hands after I take a dump. Any other time, I rarely wash my hands. Unless I'm in the shower, brushing my teeth. I definitely don't wear gloves to go grocery shopping. I'll use a wipe that they have there to wipe stuff down just in case. But yeah, no, I'm good. My immune system is great. So if I'm, as my brother says, an incubator, you guys have already caught it by simply touching the stuff that I'm touching. But you guys are not fully aware of that, are you? Yeah. 
That's what drives me nuts. I signed up a client. She was wearing a mask. She made the entire chiropractic office clean the office we were using, but then proceeded to touch the same pen I was touching and the same folder I gave her. So if I was an incubator, I, you're not protecting yourself. You're being a moron. At the grocery store, like I was mentioning, Trader Joe's makes you stand. Oh, last week, the week, well, not last week, two weeks ago, you, they allowed 50 people inside. This time, only 10 people inside, and you have to stand outside in the line six feet apart. They put tape down. Now, mind you, I'm looking at the tape, and the tapes are not exactly six feet apart all across the board. So that's already you are morons if you can't fucking measure six feet apart. Then, to make matters worse, I get up front, finally my turn to come in. How are you doing, sir? I'm kind of annoyed I have to wait outside for an hour just to get inside. But, you know, aside from that, I'm good. By the way, uh, the tapes are not six feet apart. And also, people are not actually standing on the tapes. So if you want to stand here and just hand out wipes and ask how we're doing, how about you fucking do your jobs? That's the other thing that drives me nuts as well in this time of need and crisis. Everybody's like, oh, everybody shits on the grocery workers and how they're non-essential and... and um, they should not make minimum, more than minimum wage. But look who we're surviving on. The truck drivers. The grocery store people. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. And no. So everybody who's not recreational is legit essential. Firefighters. Nurses. Doctors. Police officers. Yeah. Now, mind you, police officers, yes. You deserve to be laid off. Because there's less people on the roads, there should be less officers. If you're not going to actually patrol people and make sure they're in their houses, then yeah, go home and sit the fuck down. Third shift, nobody's out. Should not be a third shift. Grocery store workers. Yes, you don't need that many. How about you send some of them and, I don't know, provide company vehicles and have them help deliver the goods across the country, across the states. Because guess what? I'm tired of going to freaking Whole Foods and everybody's eating the gluten-free pasta. Guess what? You guys weren't in gluten-free before. Now, magically, all that pasta's gone. On top of that, the restaurant workers. Now, mind you, yes, it does, baff it, it does aggravate me that my favorite bartenders and restaurant workers are at home especially Flipside and Marcellus but I also understand where people say this is why when you were a kid and you asked what you want to do you want to make sure you pick something that A you're good at but also B is essential because yes in these times of need guess what restaurant workers people who work at the gym gym instructors people who bar barely could make it out of high school and then somehow decided hey I'm going to become a yoga teacher I'm going to take an online course and be certified yeah those people are not essential so let this be also a lesson as to what you want to become later on kids because guess what our school system is in the toilet and this is why teachers are laid off because if kids can't go to school we don't need if we can pay teachers to do nonsense we don't need to take 
pay all these people to do all this extra work if they are not needed or necessary. It's just the way it works. It's aggravating. Yes, hairstylist. While I enjoy my hairstylist, and I've changed multiple hairstylists over the years because they would leave, get fired, whatever have you. The player is never bigger than the franchise. So, when I literally have to go buy my own set of shavers to cut my own hair because you guys are laid off, I am not going to feel sorry for you if I have to do your job. Just like my other, my actual work. If I have to do your job, then you're not the most essential person in the world. And now I'm glad. I want to see... I, 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 I think back to my former employees. What are you guys doing? How do you live your lives? Yeah. You're not essential. Adios, Pepe. I'm not going to complain about that. You know who's essential? Me. Because, again, I'm busting my ass working 60 plus hours doing everybody else at the firm's job. Yeah. My attorney sees that. He sees that the only other person who came in every day during the quarantine, even though we were essential, even though we have less than 10 people in the office every day, sitting six feet apart, and we have Lysol's, toilet paper, and everything, the only person who came in every day with him and worked, it was there before he got there, it was there after he left, was me. And that's an attorney's dream. Having an assistant or a paralegal or a case manager that literally works like that. I am an extension of the attorney. That's how it should be. I was always taught when I took my master's, the paralegal gets there before the attorney, leaves no later than after the attorney. That should be a lesson for anybody who's anybody's assistant. This is why I make the big bucks. This is why Senior Bolsa's De Dinero still has money to pay the bills and everybody else wants to go on unemployment. I'm not going to deny a check from the government. I'm not going to say that. If they're going to send me a check for 1200 bucks, great. But if I know I'm an essential employee because the governor on items 12U, it says exception law firms and I have only a wife and a dog and we we're pretty clean mind you and I wash my hands and I have a good immune system I am not going to alter the way I do my shit I actually am not 100% against what some people are arguing out there like there's many theories and we're going to end the podcast with that this has been already a long podcast of rants but hey you got nothing else better to do at home you might as well listen some people say that this is mother earth teaching us a lesson some people say that this is uh, God teaching us a lesson. Because nobody's out there 
Oceans are cleaner. The air is less polluted. I'm still blaming the Chinese because I don't know who eats bats. But whatever. Personally, here's my take on these theories. I wanted to give up something for Lent. And I wanted to give up watching wrestling. But then I realized WrestleMania was on Easter Sunday. Well, before Easter Sunday. So I said, yeah, that's not happening. So maybe the higher powers to be said, oh, no, you're giving out wrestling. Because wrestling right now, if you have a sport that depends on a crowd, wrestling is definitely it. I tried watching it with empty arenas. It is not the same. I may still watch WrestleMania and may still host a WrestleMania party this weekend. But it's by invitation only. But also, I don't know. It's going to be rough watching. And my other theory is this is the universe using natural selection. The idiots who don't take care of themselves, oh, they get coronavirus and die, oh, adios, Pepe. The elderly who have all these conditions. Yeah, it's their, it's your time to meet Jesus, your time to go. And the people who are not healthy. This country, there is this is why we jumped ahead of China cuz China at least eats healthy. There's maybe maybe too many people there and a lot of pollution, but after a while, they got it first. Yeah, they know what they're doing now. We on the other hand, we're so unhealthy. We take so many things for granted. This is why we jumped to the top in, as far as cases and deaths are concerned. And we're not even done yet. To the day of the recording of this podcast, we don't have testing across the board. If we tested every American, all 328 million of us, the number would go through the roof. Because even yours truly probably had it at some point. And I'm okay with that. I mean, natural selection, yeah. They should use IQ tests for a lot of things that they don't. But this is the ultimate IQ test. If you're too dumb to wash your hands, if you're too dumb to stay inside and not go on spring break and not know when not to, you know, go out, you deserve to, like, get the illness. Mind you, it's flu-like symptoms. So then it's all on your body. Your body's going to decide whether you live or die. That's on you. I ain't got nothing else to say. And that's, that's what I'm going to end today's podcast with. So I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm not. I'm definitely caffeinated today. I'm not as as tired as before. And like I said, enjoy the podcast. It's all on iTunes and SoundCloud. Hit us up, review, subscribe, rate the podcast. Hit us up on social media: Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, always remember, whether it's Mexican, there's a way. Until next time.